Hey everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of All Queued Up, your review podcast tied to streaming services like Disney Plus, HBO Max, Prime Video, etc, etc. I'm your host Greg Deese, with me always is Maya Don Fisher. How's your week been? Pretty fucking fantastic, actually. Yeah? Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. We, uh, well, this past weekend there was the regional convention RobCon that's been going on in this area since the late 80s i guess i'm not sure when don't don't know much about the history of it it's just always been hosted in either johnson city bristol or kingsport and this year it was held in abingdon um, which is just a few minutes up the road they they call the area the tri-cities area Uh, you know so it's a northeastern tennessee southwest virginia right on the border kind of thing and this year they had it in Abingdon, and I was able to uh, work with a gaming store that just opened up within the past year in Abingdon called Wolf Den Games. Uh, I worked with them and was able to host a Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition one shot at the convention for them in their gaming room on Sunday afternoon, and it was awesome oh uh, had an absolute blast uh met some cool new people you know didn't have any awkward uh occurrences that i was worried about it's good yeah so it was damn near a perfect day uh when it came to that uh but yeah, yeah, had a blast. Uh, you know, I I took a few things out of the one shot and shortened it down to make sure it could be completed in under. Uh, try to complete it in about three hours time. I had a three and a half hour block scheduled. I ran it in three hours and ten minutes. Nice. Uh, yeah, and I tell you, man, as a DM, it's satisfying when you have a a very climactic finish uh one one of uh not the final big bad evil guy but the sub boss if you will was pretty powerful in its own right and it took the paladin down to one hit point and when they tried to do a short rest to spend some hit die to get some hit points back, they were in a location where that wouldn't work. Only magical healing would work. And they're like, uh-oh. And then the very next thing, you know, I, I had to condense it down because we only had about 15 minutes left. Uh, I was like, look, uh, they get back to the material plane. You know, the big bads in the cave. And instead of having it go through a whole system, I was just like, for time, for time's sake, we're going to say right in the cave. So if you want to take a rest, I'll let you have a rest now. So the paladin uh, spent three hit die, but only was able to get 20 hit points back because it was a short rest and not a long rest. Yeah. The paladin went down in the fight with the big bad. Uh, 
now the paladin dealt some major damage uh the final boss had 69 hit points the paladin had 28 um so the paladin goes in you know about 75 percent strength and did some major smiting damage uh the ranger did some pretty good damage the bard was using a wand of magic missiles and you know magic missile always hits but the paladin goes down to zero hit points and is actually on the third saving throw uh, on their death saving throws. It's like live or die, and the bard makes the final attack that kills the big bad. And I was like, with the final blow, and as soon as I said that, the table just erupts in cheers and they're high-fiving each other. And I was like, oh, that is so fucking satisfying. <laughs> it was great. It was great. And I let them uh, each keep them. I painted some miniatures up to take with me so they could use at the table. And I let them keep the miniatures that they used uh, during the adventure, which was a cool little token, I guess. But yeah, that and just our normal, regular D&D sessions this week. And, you know, just, uh, it's been a, it's been a damn good week. How about you? Uh, it's, you know, been hot as fuck over here. Um, yeah, it has. I think, uh, it started on, I mean, it was hot Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Cause like the biggest issue with the job I have right now is that the um, AC doesn't work very well. Um, and it's in a steel, like, basically it's built out of out of plywood and steel. Like, it's just a small office with, a, like, a garage to the side. And um, it's like a hot box. Sort of, yeah. And so because the AC just doesn't work very well, like, our, our boss was like, oh, man, this thing used to, like, make it a fucking uh, fridge in here. And I'm just like, yeah, it doesn't now. I don't know what to tell you. Um so it's just it's just it was real fucking bad Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and uh, well, fr- Friday wasn't so bad. So, uh, Saturday was kind of rough, and then Sunday was really really tough. Um, like I get out of there at three thirty in the afternoon, and I was like I was counting the minutes because it was just so hot. And I remember him walking around being like, "Oh, well, I don't know why it's so hot in here. I don't understand." And I'm like, "Dude," because dude's seventy five years old, and he's just an old fucking guy that just doesn't get things. So which is why I'm looking for another job. But um, uh, yeah, anywho. Um, so then the last four days, um, my apartment, as I, I'm sure I've said this on the podcast before, it doesn't really conduct AC very well, especially upstairs to downstairs, uh, plus heat rises. So um, my room's been real bad. Like right now it's 101 outside and my room is real warm. Not... Ugh not that warm like i don't know if you guys can hear the fan that's on me but it's on one it's on the lowest setting because i don't want to blow out the, the speaker but it's warm in here and then on top of that like uh the downstairs doesn't like it's it's cool but not like that cool so my living room has been like if it's if it's 115 outside it's maybe 85 in my living room just because it's it's just too hot outside it cannot keep up and like PG&E and Smud, the two big uh, power companies that we have here, 
they've been sending out emails telling people to uh, turn off their AC in the middle of the day to save yeah. energy. It's like, fuck you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they've been doing rolling brownouts and shit. It's so bad. You know, I would do a rolling brownout on the CEO's face. Yeah, fair. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's been the the fucking unbelievably awful heat wave in California. Oh, Central California, give or take. Um, I think it went into Nevada too, but oh, dude, it was rough. Uh, so Tuesday, on that note, Tuesday and Wednesday were the hottest days of the week. No, I'm sorry, Monday and Tuesday were the hottest days. Uh, both hit like 115, 116, somewhere in there. Yeah, I know when we were playing Tuesday, you said it was, and this was like 10 p.m. my time. You said it was still like 106 outside your time. Yes. At like 7 p.m. Yeah. And I, I, I knew that I was playing D&D at 6 p.m. my time. Um, and I knew it was going to be hot in here. So I didn't go downstairs at all that day. I stayed in my room, got acclimated to the heat a little bit better. And then uh, I went down. I had a I had a bag of frozen vegetables or vegetables, frozen fruit. And I was like, I'll just bring that frozen bag upstairs in a bowl. No big deal. Not only did it thaw out my my uh, frozen fruit, the fruit on top became room temperature. That's not surprising at all. So I keep looking at my camera. I know I have it off. There's a reason behind that. Like for the people who watch the the YouTube version of the show, I don't have my camera right now because it makes me look super, super, super dark. My my uh, spotlight that I have is broken. So I need to either fix it or just try to get a new one later. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, um, but yeah, the, the D&D night that we had on Tuesday was fucking awesome. Uh so funny so much fun yeah it was uh long story short um we had six people prior uh last night three of those people had to leave and um so it was just uh it was just you know the three that like because those three live in a house on their own and so they had to stop playing and then there was me our buddy andy and mark and then his son zach and uh um, we not only advanced the story, but we got to a point where we could actually like have a little bit of fun in the fucking, uh, in the tavern and oh, dude, I was cracking up. Plus Zach's son with the fucking testicles, like, holy shit. Where did he get that? <laughs> Why does it smell this way? Oh, so funny. So goddamn funny. <clears throat> uh, but no, that was, that was a lot of fun. And then, uh, I certainly hope that none of those three are going to ever listen to this episode. No. <laughs> I wouldn't figure they would. No. Um, if I was worried about it, I wouldn't have said a word. Uh, <laughs> True. Um, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was, it was a blast. And we finished at like 10 after midnight, and that was only half an hour later than what we normally had been starting so no more yeah. staying up till three in the morning for me so this entire group that maya is deeming right now all live in california because of that a lot of them didn't get home and ready to play until like 9 p.m pacific time which is midnight for maya 
Um, so we wouldn't get started until like 1130 midnight for you. And then you'd be going to bed at fucking three in the morning. And it was just rough. I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. So, but you know, it is what it is, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited for next Tuesday. Like shit's, shit's amazing right now with that. But, um, and then, yeah, the rest of the, like yesterday I, is, is just, I was downstairs the whole day cause it was still fucking hot as balls outside. Luckily, Friday is the last day of the intense heat. Like Friday is supposed to be 108, 109. And then Saturday is going to be like 96, 97. And then every day after that for the foreseeable future, it'll just keep going down. It'll be in the 80s or like below 80. That's good. Yeah. The big concern I have, though, is that my mom, her back hurts so bad that there's only like a couple places in the house that she can comfortably sit and one of those is her bed um but because of the the, the situation at hand she uh she can't go upstairs so she has to sit downstairs to stay cool and that the chair that's that she sits in downstairs just hurts her back so oh that sucks when it starts to cool down it'll be so much nicer for her and i cannot wait because right now she is grumpy so and then today I'm going to run a bunch of errands in the fucking heat because I need to do my you know typical shit for my parents that I do, which if you're listening to this podcast and you work for a government agency, um, I would kindly ask you to go fuck yourself uh, if you've never attempted to make things easier on people who are in need. This headache is unreal. I, I hate it so much but anyway that's the side that's that's besides the point um i almost forgot what we're doing for like half a second i'm not even lying to you all (laughs) right so it's a review podcast uh uh we have three shows we're going to be talking about today we're going to be talking about um uh she hulk attorney at law episode four house of dragon episode three and the Rings of Power episode one and two. Uh, we're gonna start with the Rings of Power episode one and two, uh, which takes place like a couple thousand years before uh, Fellowship of the Fellowship of the Ring. A couple thousand years before the Hobbit, I believe. Yeah, uh, the premise here that I have pulled up says set thousands of years before the events of the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings. Thousands. The series is based on Tolkien's his well, author J.R.R. Tolkien's history of middle earth. It begins during a time of relative peace and covers all the major events of middle earth's second age, the forging of the rings of power, the rise of the dark Lord Sauron, the fall of the island kingdom of Numenor, and the last alliance between elves and men. These events take place over thousands of years in Tolkien's original stories, but are condensed for the series. That's the premise behind everything. Yeah. Uh, which is cool. Uh, so this came; these two episodes, first two episodes came out on Friday. It's going to be eight episodes total. Uh, for the first season, I think the only second, eight. Oh, I thought it was ten. No, nope, just eight. Uh, according to this, you know, the episode counts eight, and the last one is to air October fourteenth. So, huh? So we're getting two episodes a week. Uh, oh no, that's Amazon's, six weeks. 
That's the, six weeks. The Amazon way they've been doing it, it's two episodes every Friday. They did that with the boys. They did that with Mrs. Maisel. Um, I don't think, no, I don't think they did that. I think they started off with, like, I know the boys was, was three episodes to start the season and then one episode a week, but it only lasted six weeks long because that's how many episodes there were. Oh. And I don't miss, I don't believe Miss Maisel did that either. No, Mrs. Maisel was two episodes every, every week because it was only a four week season. Eight weeks, eight episodes, four weeks. I think that's how it was. I'm I'm double checking that because I don't remember it like that. Um, but uh, I could be wrong, but I don't think I. I, am. I uh, let's see. Come on, Wikipedia. Do I have to type in the whole thing for you to be like, oh, you want marvelous Miss Maisel? There it is. Jesus. Christ. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Uh, let's see here. Episode list, please. Can I have the episode list? So episode one was uh, of, of season four was 17, February 17, February 25th, 25th, March 4th, March 4th. Now you're right. You're right about that. But I know the boys was one every week. That one I'm 100% sure of. Yeah, but they dropped three and then it was one after that each week. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Rings of Power. Yeah. So I've got a synopsis up the uh, episode right up. Hopefully it's not, you know, when we watched Halo, there were, that was a shitty write up on every one of those episodes out of order, disjointed. Hopefully this is not so much. It was written by somebody who was a fan of the fucking video games and was spoiling shit. That's for sure. So we're not even sure if like Halo will do that, but yeah, Lord of the Rings. Um, uh, it's good so far. Uh, there's multiple stories going on. Um, yeah, we're getting storylines from El- uh, from Elven points of view. We're getting storylines from human points of view. We're getting storylines from Harfoot points of view, which are essentially halflings, hobbits. Yeah, uh, I was going to say uh, they become hobbits, if I'm not mistaken, because I don't think Harfoots exist in the Lord of the Rings books. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, we actually, we see some dwarves in the second episode. But the right up in the first episode here, uh, it starts out talking about the Dark Lord Morgoth and his rise to power and the destruction of the undying lands of Valinor, the home of the elves. And how the elves sailed from Valinor to Middle-earth to combat Morgoth. And Morgoth's eventually defeated. But Galadriel's older brother Finrod, is di- he, he's died in the search for uh, Morgoth's servant Sauron. So Galadriel swears uh, that she'll continue the search. And spends centuries, because, you know, elves are immortal. Uh, unless they're killed, but they don't die of old age, is the point. Um, she spends centuries on the search for Sauron and finds an abandoned fortress in the northern wastelands of Forodwaith. Forodwaith? <laughs> yeah. I, I almost read it as Frodo Wraith, but it's Forodwaith. 
uh, which bears Sauron's mark, which was the last time she had seen it, it was left upon her brother's body. Uh, her companions insist they were to return to the elven capital of Linden, where the High King Gil-galad uh, proclaims the war against Morgoth's forces to be over. He grants Galadriel and her company the honor of sailing home to Valinor, where they can live an eternal life at peace. In the Southlands of Middle-earth, elves watch over men descended from the allies of Morgoth. To the disapproval of the others, the elf Arendir has developed a close relationship with the human healer Bronwyn. Together, they discover that the village of Hordern has been destroyed, while Bronwyn's son Theo finds a broken sword bearing Sauron's mark. Near Valinor, Galadriel chooses to turn back and continue the search for Sauron, jumping from the ship from the sundering into the sundering seas. Now, at this same time, two curious Harfoots, Nori Brandyfoot and Poppy Proudfellow, discover a strange man inside a meteor crater. So that was essentially episode one. You know, a lot of introduction and start putting the pieces into place. Yeah. Um, episode two is called, well, episode one was called A Shadow of the Past. Episode two is called Adrift. So I'm going to go ahead and read that synopsis and then we'll just give our thoughts on everything. Yep, go ahead. So swimming back to Middle Earth, Galadriel comes across a series of rafts that have been tied together uh, with human survivors of a shipwreck. They're attacked by a sea creature and only one survives, Halbrand of the Southlands, who explains that he is fleeing from orcs. He and Galadriel work together to survive a storm. Nori and Poppy keep the stranger secret from the other Harfoots and give him food and shelter. He doesn't speak their language, but uses fireflies and apparent magic to indicate he is searching for a constellation of stars that Nori doesn't recognize. Arandir investigates tunnels beneath Hordern and is captured. Bronwyn returns to her own village, Tirharad, where the orc, where an orc attacks her and her son Theo. They kill the orc and use its head as proof of danger to convince the rest of the town to leave. Gilgalad sends the half-elf Elrond to assist the great elven smith uh, Kellen Brimbor. Was it Kellen Brimbor? Uh, is it Cele, Celebrimbor or Celebrimbor? No, it's it's Celebrimbor because I remember it's like it's almost like celebration and then you change it. That's oh, right. okay. Yeah, I remember hearing that. My friend was like, oh, there's a connection. Anyway, he's planning to build a powerful new forge. Elrond suggests that they seek help from the dwarves, and they go to his friend Prince Durin IV in Khazad-dûm. Durin is angry that Elrond's not visited in 20 years, but his wife, Disa, convinces him to hear Elrond's proposal. So that's not the exact order of things, but that's pretty much the rundown of everything that happened. Yeah. Uh, I know the episode actually ends, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the episode ended with... Um, uh, Galadriel and Halbrand passed out on that raft and somebody uh, on a ship overlooking them. I think that's how it ended. Um, I think. I'm not 100% certain. but So a lot's going on. It's a very oh, yeah. busy show. We've got at least four storylines going on. 
Yeah. Uh, four threads. And, you know, the runtime of the first episode was 64 minutes, and the second episode was like 68 minutes. Now, th- yeah. that's with credits, granted. But, yeah, there's a lot going on. A ton going on. Uh, I really, really enjoy the Harfoots. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really cool to see what hobbits were before they were hobbits, and you can see how they built their 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 huts and whatnot that are similar to hobbit hovels. Yeah, hobbit holes. Yeah, yeah, they're um they're shaped very similarly. Like, I'm I'm interested to see how that goes. Also, are we under the assumption that the the man that fell in the asteroid is a wizard. I think it's Gandalf. Other See, people, that's... some people think it's Gandalf. There are some people that don't think it's Gandalf. There are some people that don't think it's a wizard at all. But I've seen arguments uh, that it's not one of the wizards because the wizards didn't come until into the third age. And this is the second age. But here's the thing. The show doesn't have the rights to the Cimmerillion. So they're probably going to tweak continuity here and there to fit the narrative of the show. I think it's Gandalf. That's what I'm thinking. Like, it's either Gandalf or it's, uh, oh, what's the Saruman? Not Saruman, no. Um, Radagast. Oh. Because if you remember, Radagast was like he was his his like what he enjoyed when he was a wizard was the was nature, mm-hmm. was animals and and young or not young but uh, small creatures. Like yes, Gandalf became a big fan of the Hobbits, but uh, Radagast like loved nature and that whole aspect. So I think it's Radagast. But. You know, and we could both be wrong in our in our theories, uh, but hey, uh, it was a pretty cool sight to see, nonetheless. Oh yeah, it was dope. I was like, I was like, that's how they fucking came to Middle Earth. That's awesome. I mean, given that it is a, it is a wizard. Yeah, yeah. We don't genuinely know, but um, well, I you know I've never read the Cimmerillion. Uh, I've never finished the Lord of the Rings book. I've read about three-fourths of the way into it and gave up because it just bored the ever-loving shit out of me. It's a rough read. It's a really rough read. Yeah, it is. Hobbit? See, Hobbit's a lot of fun. Hobbit's, Hobbit's great. Also, and it's also only 300 pages. <laughs> that too, yeah. I was going to say, The Hobbit's the only thing I've ever read. I never read the Lord of the Rings books because, well, I like my sanity. Because um, that's the thing about those books. And, and I, I've talked to people who have read them. They are very, very heavy-handed in the, um, like, the description department. Yes. Uh, I, I shit you not, Greg, there are sections in that book where he devotes seven or eight pages to a song in Elvish. Oh, yeah, yeah. About yep. Limbus bread. Yep. But There's yet, an entire chapter battle... that describes the forest that the ants live in. In but, the two towers, but in the two towers, the Battle of Helm's Deep covers three fucking pages. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Tolkien. You know, I'm. I didn't care for his writing style. I'm not saying he's a bad author, 
by far. I'm not saying that at all. That's the same thing with Stephen King and me. It's just that his style, I didn't care for it. He is overly descriptive. And when it came to action scenes, you know, like what's going on in this battle? Uh, it's very, well, this happened, this happened, and then it was over. The end. Yeah. Here's a song. Here's a poem. Yeah. This is how the flowers smelt and how the dew felt and the grass swayed and this and that. And I'm like, okay, we're back to this shit again. <clears throat> Don't get me wrong. The movies, I enjoy the movies. I'm glad the movies are there. The actual book can take it or leave it. I can leave it. <laughs> but yeah, I never read the Cimmerillion. That's what I was saying. Uh, but well, they don't even I have did, a, they don't even access the Cimmerillion. Yeah, I, I I did look up a couple of things, and um, you know, like originally the wizards came to Valinor before they came to Middle Earth. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So that's why people say it's not a wizard. Well, what the fuck would it be then? It's fucking wizard. Probably fucking Gandalf. Yeah, I mean, it's it's we spend a lot of fucking time with Gladriel and, and Elrond, so uh which by the way, love the dwarves. Fucking love the dwarves. Yes, God, that absolutely. Was so much fun. It was like the Harfoots and the Dwarfs were by far my favorite. Whenever an elf is on screen, I'm like, oh yawn. Yeah. Yawn. Uh, and a lot of Twitter, apparently, when the elf was on the screen, they're fucking angry. Jesus Christ, you racist fucks. Oh, 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 oh. I thought you were talking about a, the, the, the dwarf that's a black woman. I was like, I saw a lot of oh, that. Oh, no, they're, they're pissed. They're pissed that elves, they were pissed that there were black elves. They're pissed that there were black dwarves. They're pissed that there were black harfoots. Uh, they were pissed that there Can't. were black he can't see it, but I'm rolling my eyes. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, people, it's 2022. Just because some asshole made it okay to voice his fucking terrible thoughts doesn't mean that you should either. Fuck off with your bullshit. Get over yourselves. Also, diversity, you know it's a fictional setting. It can be as diverse as possibly it can be. I mean, there's not just one race of sentient beings in the fucking show and in the fucking books. There are elves, men, dwarves, halflings, orcs, and guess what? They all look different. We got humans. Guess what? We all look different. Get over your fucking selves. Oh my God, it kills me. We're, we're not going to change their minds. This podcast isn't going to change our minds. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely um, not. So what I will say is, leave. Don't watch. We don't want you here. We, As as a fan of fantasy and sci-fi and superheroes and fictional stuff, we don't want you here. We don't want any racists here. We don't want any sexists here. Go away. Go do something else. Like, you're, you're not welcome. You're just not. Yep. Go fuck yourselves. So, uh, that being said, uh, I can't remember the elf's name that was friends with Elrond. I'm drawing a fucking blank as usual. 
but his wife was awesome. The elf? You mean the dwarf? The dwarf, sorry. The dwarf. Yeah, that, that was Prince Durin. Durin, yeah, Durin. Durin's awesome. And then yeah. his wife was just even better. She's just, she's just like, stop being an asshole. You know they live forever. Like, of course he forgot shit because he had 20 years of the blink of an eye. He's here now with being yeah. an ass. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty awesome. That was fantastic. Um, that being said, uh, uh, I'm excited for next week because I'm pretty sure that Elrond's going to convince Durin to go with him. Um, well, absolutely. And if I'm not mistaken, those drawings that Celebrimbor had, I mean, that looks like the Tower of fucking Mordor, did it not? It did. It really did. And um, Misty was watching a video this morning because we didn't watch the episodes until last night because I'd been so busy over the weekend and then throughout the first part of the week. Uh, we didn't get to watch them until last night because I wanted to watch them with her because she's always been a big fan of the books and, you know, the movies. Um, so naturally, I waited for her to be off work so we could watch them. And she was watching some things this morning. Um, and one video she was watching, the guy pointed out that the the village uh, of Hordern, the one that's destroyed when they find when uh, Bronwyn and uh, Arendir come upon it. Yeah. That place in the Southlands is basically what Mordor becomes. That's the beginning of Mordor. Ah, okay. <clears throat> so. Well, let's go ahead and give our final thoughts and move on because time is fleeting. Um, I'm just going to, I'm going to give the first two episodes a solid A. I really enjoyed them. I mean, outside of the like Elven location being kind of boring, the rest of the show was really entertaining. And um, I don't find Gladriel and Elrond boring. I just found like them being in the Elvish world or land or whatever to be like the, their conversations are just just the worst. So, so yeah. No, I, I definitely give both episodes an A. Uh, you know, it's beautifully shot. The effects are great. Uh, you know, uh, we we also see a succinct answer to as to why the eagles just didn't fly the ring over the fucking mountain doom and drop the fucking ring in the volcano. Oh, shit. Their feathers catch fire and they fall to the ground and die. <laughs> yep. I mean, shit. Shut the fuck up about the eagles, people. Well, even then, like people people talked about that because they're like, well, they picked them up when there was lava there. And it's like the whole point, the entire point of them going on foot was to stay under the radar. And that still barely worked. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I digress. Uh, but yeah, beautifully shot, uh, incredibly well acted. Uh, the score is fantastic. Cinematography is wonderful. Yeah. And I'm just really enjoying it and looking forward to more. Because while I don't have the uh, fountain of knowledge of all the history, I still have the wealth of knowledge from the movies. 
and you know reading at least the hobbit and most of the lord of the rings actual book you know i'm not letting it taint what i'm expecting out of this series i'm accepting this series for what it is and what is to come you know with basically it's a blank blank slate don't have expectations things are going to be different liberties are going to be taken it's okay it's because, <sighs> first and foremost it's not a sequel to the books it's a sequel to the movies and if you know the books and you know the movies you know that the movies are drastically fucking different because you have to move the story forward in a, in a faster fashion like certain things that happen in the book take weeks to happen between to between events like you remember when the when the uh um I think it was the ring wraith. The fuck are they called? The ring wraith? Yeah. It stabs uh, Frodo in the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a chunk of ring wraith sword in his shoulder for 17 days yeah. before it's before it's fixed in the book. In the in the movie, it was like overnight. Yeah, yeah. It took a couple of weeks for uh him to get to Rivendell. But here's an even better example. In the very beginning of the movie when gandalf uh tells frodo that bilbo's gone and left him his ring he says keep it secret keep it safe don't let anybody know you have it he says i've got to leave and he's like you only just got here i'll be back when he and gandalf when frodo actually leaves with the ring to go on the uh, quest and they find gandalf 17 years had passed. Yeah. Frodo was 33 when that ha- when the first part of the happened. On Bilbo's 111th birthday, Frodo was 33. Yep. Frodo was 50 when he set out on the quest and he was yep. 51 when it ended. Yep. So, yeah. They have to advance that shit. That's why I say very very strongly I tell people all the time, this is not a sequel to the books, this is a sequel to the movies. And that is a very strong distinction there. Well, prequel. Sorry, prequel to the books. Yeah. Anyway, oh. it's good shit. Yeah. Give it a good. chance. Give it a chance. Don't be a hater. I'm liking it so far. We'll see. We'll see how it goes, though. I mean, it should. It could still, you know, turn out to be shit. So, but we don't know. We don't know shit. So, anyway, um, yeah. uh, our next show that we're going to talk about is uh, House of Dragon, another high fantasy show. Yeah. Um another prequel to a high fantasy franchise uh but yeah so if you have a synopsis go ahead and uh i do i do uh episode three is titled second of his name and we see that it's called that pretty early on uh because it's using it yet another two-year time jump uh so essentially the first three episodes they take place over the course of three years. Uh, it starts out here. It says, uh, for three years, the conflicts in the Stepstones region have escalated. Lord Corliss and Prince Damon battle Kragos Drehar and his pirates without support from the crown, which remains neutral regarding the Southern realm situation. Meanwhile, King Viserys plans a great hunt to celebrate his and his pregnant uh, Queen Alicent's son, Aegon's second birthday. So he is named after the first Aegon. Uh, 
So we 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 jumped ahead. What roughly a year? No, two right? years. Two, two years. years. Because over two years, actually, it's more like two and a half uh, since he announced his marriage. Uh, but they say two years in the show, but it's the boy's second birthday. Okay, I missed, uh, I missed I missed the time like when the time jumped. I, I know that it did because obviously she's pregnant, and she's probably another eight months pregnant too. On top of that, so mm-hmm. that's why I'm saying it's probably closer to two and a half years, almost three. Yeah, I got because if he's two years old and she is that many months pregnant, uh, and you know she had to carry for. Well, I'm sure the gestation period is probably nine months for a human in the show. I'm assuming. You yeah, know. I don't think I don't think anything's that different with Lord but, or uh, almost the Lord of the Rings with Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Rhaenyra resents the attention that her father uh, continually heaps upon Aegon. Their relationship is further strained by the Alien King's insistence that Rhaenyra marry to form a strong alliance and protect their lineage. Did you notice that he's missing two of his fingers now? Yeah. Yep. Rotted ass fingers. Among many suitors, Lord Jason Lannister of Casterly Rock seeks to wed Rhaenyra, though she refuses. Lord Strong recommends that Rhaenyra wed Sir Lenor Valerion, Lord Corliss's son, to repair the rift between their two houses. On his brother Hobart's advice, Otto urges Alicent to persuade his daughter. Uh, to persuade the king to name Aegon as heir, furthering the Hightower's power and prestige. Viserys assures Rhaenyra she will always remain the heir and can choose to mar- choose who to marry. After Corliss's nephew sends a plea for help, Viserys relents and sends aid to the Stepstones. Seeing the arrival of his brother's aid as the end of his opportunity to prove himself, Damon uses himself as bait to ambush and slaughter the Triarchy, killing the crab feeder in the ensuing battle. Um, first off, if that's what a royal hunt was fucking like, fuck their hunts. That's not a hunt. So that's... I, I know you know this, so I'm just going to reiterate it. So the whole Game of Thrones story that, that George R. R. Martin wrote is based off of the War of the Roses. And if you go with the history of, of monarchies at that time, that's what a royal hunt was. Like that's, down to the... Ugh. That's what they did. It was... It was we so they capture- actually had a team to go out and capture whatever was being hunted and then tie it up and say, here, king, slay this beast. There it is for you. Yep. All served up. Oh, the glory and honor to you for slaying that mighty beast. Yeah, because everything was by by divine... um, Divine will? Will, yeah, like divine motion. Uh, uh, That was actually something I really enjoyed about this episode, was that the king is... is, He hates it. He hates being the king. He hates the politics behind it. It's, it's, It's driving him fucking nuts. But that's the reality of the... That... That historical significance and i say historical significance knowing this is complete fantasy but that's that's the inspiration for the show so you have to kind of take that with 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 it and with that knowledge that's what i really enjoyed but like when um renera was was like fighting it she's like i'm not gonna fucking marry a um uh lannister like uh like fuck that noise i want to marry who i love and uh he's like he's like this is the policy 
to her, she doesn't want to marry at all. Period. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just, that's that's what I, I mean, that's, for me, that's that's what I really enjoyed about this episode was the, I don't want to say accurateness, uh, accuracy of the situation, but it was definitely cool to kind of, to see that it was cool to to have that that angle on the whole situation um i don't know like i i enjoy what i like about game of thrones is the politics of the time uh, of the time I, i enjoy the politics the politics really drive game of thrones any of the game of thrones seasons forward right um sure you have you know sneaky shit behind the scenes and whatnot which we kind of have that but it's not really that like they know what damon's doing they're just letting him be yeah but i don't know that's what i'm enjoying about this show and then we got that fucking amazing battle at the end holy shit that was cool that was cool. I wish, though, we could have seen the actual showdown between Damon and the crab feeder, though, instead of just seeing him drag out the upper torso of the crab feeder by his arms and dragging his fucking intestines along there. That'd I get cool. what you're saying, but I feel like also that situation was a less, less, less is more, you know? Yeah, yeah. I would have liked I- to at least seen some of the confrontation. Like, you know, we're introduced to this menacing villain and we get nothing, not a word uttered from the guy, you know, didn't even get to see him fight. Yeah. You know, saw a lot of his troops fight. I was like, give me something. (laughs) Throw me Uh, a freaking bone here. Well, this, this also, this episode falls in line with what I read uh, earlier this week. Um, and I messaged you about it, but like five of the main cast will no longer be a part of the show after episode five. And I was like, I was like, that's so weird. What is the reason? And then it dawned on me. I was like, oh, time jump shit. Cause that's what we've been, that's what we've been dealing with. Time jump ship. So do you have a theory of who the five will be for you? Uh, uh, most of the younger cast will be replaced by an older person that looks like them. Yeah. Um yeah. and I feel like uh uh um the king king uh Viserys Viserys, Viserys. Yeah. I think he'll be replaced by an actor that looks older. Like I don't know, man. I got the feeling that they were foreshadowing his death. They could be. They absolutely were, could be, but there were there were times in that episode where I felt he's going to die soon. I heard the name Aegon by the way and I was like <gasps> And then I had to look up. I was like, oh, it's not that Aegon. <laughs> that Aegon's way later. <laughs> well, this is this is the second of his name, you know. So he's not that Aegon. No, it's like the fifth Aegon or some shit like that. Fifth or sixth. But um no, I'm I'm digging it. I'm digging the show. I really enjoy it. It's 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 been fun so far. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna speed this podcast a little further along because time is Fleeting, as I said, yeah, I, I gotta do Greg. Greg has errands he has to take care of within one hour exactly. So, no, Which, no, less than that. I gotta be ready by two. Yeah, oh, yeah, I gotta be. Oh, ready I thought by... you had to be ready at 2 30. 
No. Um, she said she'd be here between uh, 2.10 and 2.30. Oh, okay. That's so the other reason got- it has to be quick is like, if it was just me running the errands, I wouldn't care. But I, I'm relying on somebody else. So, yeah. Um, so you got 40 minutes to, so yeah. Uh, I give this episode an A. It was really fucking good. Uh, you know, and there's shit that happened in the course that we didn't even bring up. Like when fucking Rainer was upset and left the hunt. And Sir, what's his name? Sir, uh, Sir Kristen. Yeah, Sir Kristen chases yeah. her down. And yeah. She brings back that big boar that she killed and all that. It's <laughs> like, goddamn. Yeah, yeah. Fun episode, good episode, solid episode. Really enjoyed it. What about you? Um, yeah, no, it's a solid A. Uh I think my only my only gripe with the episode, if even you can call it a gripe, is it really, really, really needs to kind of... I, I don't know if it needs to tell us that it's a time hop or if it needs to give us a clearer, like, idea. Because it wasn't until I saw the queen, like, eight months pregnant that I was like, oh, where we've jumped in time. That's when I that's when I noticed. Like, the, the opening shot or the scene with the king talking to uh, his... Uh, the, the, the right... Or the, the king hand? Right hand? Yeah. The, the king's hand. The king's hand, yeah. And they're having that conversation, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about exactly, because I just didn't know. And I that kind of stuff bothers me in a show. Like, give us a little preamble. Um, just a just a tad, just a little, little bit. But um, I like the time hops. Just give me a give me a notification. Just be like, hey, here's what we're doing. But everything else was so fucking solid in the episode. Um the character growth is 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 fun with time hops too, because they've gone through quite a bit in two mm-hmm. years, and you get to see that without having experienced it. But they're doing it in a very clever way. I don't know. It's I'm having fun. Like, Renera's pissed off at what her was her best friend, who's now fucking her dad. Yeah, who's now her stepmom and. And commander, and it has power over her, and yeah, that would that would be a difficult thing to deal with, especially yeah. as a teenager. Exactly. So, there's a lot of aspects of the show that are super fucking fun, and I I'm excited to keep it going. So, um, all right, well, uh, on to the last show, uh, She-Hulk episode four. Yeah, uh, is this not real magic? Is the episode title and Boy, was this episode fun. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah. So it opens up with a magician, Donnie Blaze, who was, and uh, we find out ultimately he was uh, expelled from uh, Kamaritaj for unethical use of his powers, like a week into his mystical arts training. Uh, he uses the mystical arts to send an audience member named Madison with a Y and two N's and the Y's not where you think uh, to another dimension where she makes a deal with a demon named Jake before being transported to Wong's home in Kamartage. Uh Wong approaches Walters or Walters. Yeah, he, uh, he approaches She-Hulk because she's at work. She was She-Hulk. 
He approaches Jan and asks her for help in making an example of Blaze so that people like him will not be able to misuse the missed carts. So they launch a legal case against him. Meanwhile, Jen creates a profile on the dating app in the hopes of expanding her social life, but has little success until she changes it into a profile for She-Hulk. Uh, Blaze accidentally unleashes a swarm of demons at one of his shows, but Wong and She-Hulk are able to deal with the creatures, and She-Hulk threatens Blaze into complying with her cease and desist order. The next day... Jen learns that Titania has been freed and is filing a lawsuit against her, having trademarked the name She-Hulk. So, yeah, getting to see her go on dates as She-Hulk was fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah, because they, they did a good job at showing what dates like as just Jen was versus She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like we had a lot more fourth wall breaks in this episode than we have yet. Uh, Absolutely. Not, not, not complaining, just noticed that I was like, I was like, wow, there's another one, and there's another one. Um, but like, what what I what I love about it is that it never feels forced. None of the fourth wall breaks feel like they're trying too hard. They just they're just naturally, or they just they they feel natural, I should say. And yeah, um, I do. I I don't know. I I absolutely love this show. I I think that a lot of the interactions that Jen has with just about anybody are funny. Um, you know, we've seen Wong in this is his ninth appearance in the MCU. Eighth appearance. Sorry, I keep saying ninth because this is his second episode of She-Hulk, so nine total if you count episodes. But this is one thing. So this is his eighth appearance in the MCU, and in in. Doctor Strange, not that funny. In um, uh, Infinity War Endgame, pretty funny. In, uh, uh, what was he in after that? Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Was he in Far From Home? Or was it No Way Home? No Way Home. Oh, Shang-Chi. That's where we saw him next. That's what what I was drawing a blank. Because then it was Far From Home. And then it was Doctor Strange and now She-Hulk. I feel like I'm missing one. Doesn't matter. Regardless... We've progressively gotten to know Wong more and more without him having his own, you know, series. Yeah. And it's pretty funny. It gets funnier and funnier and funnier. And um, like him, him interacting with Madison is absolutely hilarious. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but I'm, I'm like, I doubt that we'll see Wong again in like an episodes coming up. I think he's I think he's done for the for the time being. Um so I'm glad we got some time with him in two episodes. Uh I don't know. I just I really fucking like how funny the show is. It should be. You know, that's the comic was funny. That's what drew me to it. Um Sensational She-Hulk to be very specific. Uh and I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like, there's there's great jokes that like when she calls Wong Twitter armor. That was fucking hilarious. So it's so brilliant. Cause they wrote that joke months ago. Like arguably over like two years ago, writing the show before even filming it. They knew what kind of audience they were going to get with the show or the response, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so the fact to have that preamble there is so, oh my God, like I was like, it's genius. Uh, the other one that, that really made me laugh was actually the last joke of like, well, that's a bummer in the episode on. I'm sure the, the um, oh, what do they call it? There's a name that they gave it that she says. Yeah. The tag. I'm sure the tag is funny. And it was. Yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah. The fact also that she kept spoiling Sopranos was killing me. That was so fucking funny. Somebody, I saw somebody on Twitter pissed off about that. Well, if you haven't seen Sopranos, don't watch the new She-Hulk. It's, they spoil Sopranos like three times. I know the show's old, but I'm like, yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the the standard moratorium for a spoiler for anything, generally, give it two weeks before you start spoiling it. After that, it's fair fucking game. We do shit, though, that week. So, because, hey... We're assholes like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I don't know. I just I'm I'm absolutely adoring the show. This episode was absolutely was, was what I wanted more. Like we got we got the She Hulk that I read from the fucking comics. You know, she this is this is what I tried to tell everybody of the kind of She Hulk that I knew, and like people are mad that she that she had sex as she hawk and i'm like oh my god y'all y'all have never read the comics pick up an issue comic book yeah i mean she gets around she's she's you know she's promiscuous and guess what that's totally fucking okay for anybody to be that way just be safe and you know because sex is fucking fun (laughs) <laughs> spoiler alert all you fucking prudes it's fucking fun well it kills me that people are like well she never she never twerked in the comic and i'm like she didn't because twerking wasn't a fucking thing at the time no but you but know she you know, did she, jump rope naked against her well sort of against her will the joke there was that writers can do whatever they want with the characters and so yeah. her as the character breaking the fourth wall was like this is demeaning that was the joke yeah. um but more more to a point is that she was kicked out of the Avengers for having massive parties, sometimes more than once a week. And I remember there's a conversation between Tony and Steve complaining that she might destroy the, the Avengers Tower because she's, or mansion, I guess I should say. Um, or was the tower at the time? Anyway, it doesn't matter. She was going to destroy the Avengers Complex because she was having these big-ass parties. Yeah. Like Jen is that that's what makes her such an interesting character as a Hulk is that originally in the comics, she couldn't turn, she couldn't turn the Hulk off. She was permanently a Hulk. Um, but in the, in the newer issues, she can, she can go back and forth and um, they're not, they're borrowing from the, uh, not Steve Byrne. What the fuck's his first name? Sam, Sam Byrne. What? Anyway. Uh, they're borrowing from that, and that's that. A lot of that is is the the parts of Jen that's like an issue was her just exercising, an issue like she's just jogging through a park. Um, as She Hulk, obviously. There's oh, you're talking about the uh, John Byrne. John Byrne, thank you, Jesus. I was like, um, but it's that's that's the point I'm getting at. That's what I'm trying to say is that the comics were always like. I mean, she would. He would even have her call him out by name on the panel. She's like, "Are you kidding me right now, Burn?" Yeah. Yep. 
that's the Which point. Fucking hilarious. Oh god, just people. Sorry, yawning a little bit. Ugh. People drive me nuts with this show because they're just like the MCU is in shambles, and I'm like, we haven't had a really bad MCU show. Sure, we've had like maybe not that great, mediocre, you know, but nothing awful. And people just, ugh, there's such a loud minority. It drives me bonkers. The thing that kills me the most about She-Hulk is that they're like, they act like it's not comic book accurate. And I'm like, to, to what comic have you read that this isn't accurate? Yeah, and here's the thing. Out of everything we've been given, this is the most comic book accurate out of really anything. Is. It really, really is. But... Anyway, yeah, I'm going to give this episode uh, an A+. I thoroughly fucking enjoyed it. Um, it's uh, it's exactly what I want out of a She-Hulk show. It's 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 funny. You got some lawyer stuff in there. It's not heavy-handed on the lawyer angle, but neither was the comics. And, um, like, you did have some, you know, like, four-issue stories where it had to do with a court case. Like, my personal favorite one is the one with uh, Old Man Steve Rogers and, and Daredevil. But, like, I don't know. I, I, I fucking love it. I can't wait for next week. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it uh, very much. i also give this episode an A+. I thought it was fucking stellar. Uh, I thought it was the strongest episode we've had yet. Um, you know, and... I think that each episode has been strong, but th this one was extremely enjoyable. I enjoyed it a whole lot. Uh, you know, just the right mix of humor, the right mix of action, uh, the right mix of character development, you know, and that's hard to do in just over 30 minutes, but it was done and it was done f splendidly. But yeah. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, um, damn, it was solid, solid fucking week for reviews. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, where are my notes? I put my notes away, so that's why I can't pull it out. Uh, so yeah, next week we're just gonna continue down the line. Um, it's gonna be the next episode of She Hulk, the next episode of Lord of the Rings, which I did look up by the way, and it's one a week after. Um, oh, it is. Yep, yep. Uh, and House of Dragon as well. Um, just to clarify, that's that's uh, She-Hulk episode five, House of Dragon episode four, and Rings of Power episode three. And we'll be doing those three until one of them ends, and then we'll be doing the other two until one of them ends, yada yada, so on and so forth. Uh, probably but, until Andor starts at the end of the month. Doesn't Andor start the end of this month? Andor starts after She-Hulk ends, so that's then that's probably what'll happen, yeah. Um, and I know we're both looking forward to Andor. So. so, yeah, keep up with those shows. So you keep up with us. We're not adding anything, just FYI. Um, no, nope, but follow us on the socials anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, but, yeah, follow us, follow us on the socials listed below. Um, I got nothing. Like, you know, that's where we would add something if we were going to add something. But I promise you, with three shows of review, we really don't want this podcast to last two fucking hours, which it has before, but still. Um so yeah, that's that. Uh, check out the Teespring store. That's where you find all our merch, like t-shirts and coffee mugs and pint glasses. There's a pint glass on there, right? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I did have that on my notes. I was like, I thought so. And or just even a sticker. All the proceeds help out with the podcast. If we need if we need supplies with the the um, the host costs for the website, um, all that kind of stuff. So uh, go buy something. And if you do, let us know on social media. We'll, we'll give you a little, you know, a retweet or a or or a share. We'll give you a big old thank you. Uh, if you're looking for the video podcast, we do have a YouTube channel, which you're more than welcome to follow. This week, no, like it's just our faces. You can't really see us. Yeah, both of us were off camera this week, but. <clears throat> Maya's never on camera, so. Well, I was there for a bit, and then it's just like whew, getting ready and everything, making myself look good. It's work. It's work. Sure, I get that. I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna make an awful joke. I was about to say, well, you chose this life, but that's not how that works. Um, it's pretty fucking funny, though. <laughs> Um, also guys, if you're looking for new podcasts or different podcasts to listen to, check out the Nirvana network. There's a bunch of shows over there that, uh, um, are, are listed with different topics, different people, different personalities. It's, it's, but it's all good. It's all really good. So that's the Nirvana network, which you can find the link down below. Uh, that's it for my notes. Maya, where can folks find you? Also. If anybody out there is going to get angry, don't get angry. Greg can make that joke. Greg's known me long enough. He knows what kind of jokes he can make. I made a joke a while back uh, where I don't remember what we were talking about exactly, but we had to move something or we had to do something where I needed a bunch of dudes because it was heavy. And you said in text, uh, do you know like five guys or do you know six guys that can help? I was like, well, I know I knew two, but then you guys decided to, to, become women or something on the line but you yeah you thought that joke you was said important. yeah you said well i did know two that could help but two of them are women now <laughs> yeah um, that and you know our friend mark we're doing a fantasy football draft last year and i was like talking shit during our draft because we had a chat going on in it and uh I was like, I just can't wait to take all y'all's money at the end of the fucking season. And Mark's like, look at the dick on this chick. Yeah. Which was fucking awesome. Yeah. My friends can make jokes. I don't get bent out of shape about that. But anyway, where you can find me is you can find me on Facebook under the name Maya Dawn Fisher. Uh, That's, you know, if you search that name, you're probably going to find me on anything and everything. Because, you know, I'm also on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on TikTok. Um, haven't been very active on that, but you know, I'm there. And uh, yeah. You know, my Facebook fa- Facebook page is pro- public profile. <laughs> Can't talk. <laughs> That's all, folks. Yeah. You, you find me there, you'll find me anywhere. Uh, what about you, Greg? Where can people find you? Oh, you can find me on all social medias under Chub Rock Geek. Um, you can also find me doing a thing with my brother. Uh, he hosts a, an hour-long segment on a... Um, I don't know if it's a 24-hour radio station, but it's, it is a broadcast station that also has a, its entire broadcast section uh, over the internet. 
Um, his show is every Sunday at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So it should be midnight for you guys. Um, but it's uh, the, the website you can go to is kutzfm.org. Um, that's that's cuts, cuts FM. Cuts FM. And um, but yeah, uh, uh, the segment that he he wanted to do this week was all Weird Al songs. So he contacted me as as a big Weird Al fan. Um, and uh, but he didn't want to just get my get my list of Weird Al songs. He wanted me on the show itself. So we kind of did the in between giant chunks of songs. It was pretty fun. That's awesome. I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, that you can listen to that this Sunday. At 9 p.m. on KUTZFM.org. But other than that, I got nothing else. Um, guys, again, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you here. Uh, don't forget, next week is more House of Dragon, more She-Hulk, and more Rings of Power. Very excited for all these shows. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Always remember, fuck the GOP, fuck the NRA. Donate and help where you can, and we'll see you next week. Take care, everybody.